I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Fender Precision Bass is the most important musical instrument of all time. That's quite a statement. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, that is my argument on this week's Patreon episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Myself, Jay Cross, and precision lover Joe Branton fight it out to see what we think is the most important musical instrument of all time. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. The Fender Precision Bass is the most important musical instrument of all time. That's quite a statement. Absolute rubbish. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello, Mark. And Joe Branton. Hello, Mark. Ah, oh, feisty as ever. Matt and I, our regular co-host slash life partner, is uh, still off on holiday. Um, where is he? Italy. I think he's in Italy. I don't know where he is. He- I, he's definitely Italy. I called him the other day. We said this literally on the last podcast, but I think he's still in I'm Italy. I'm just surprised that he's away for... This amount of time, this, yeah, it is weird, isn't it? He's so lazy. He does take long holidays. He when he, ha- he doesn't, one. he doesn't regularly have holidays. But when he does, he goes for a proper two-week no, extravaganza. He's always on holiday. I can't remember the last time I had a two-week holiday. Probably twenty years ago, something no. like that. What about when you went travelling? That's true. That yeah, but that was a different thing. All I mean, right. What I mean is, like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was my gap year. That was actually when I was away was, for eight weeks. Was my gap year? Um, no, it was it was eight weeks. But okay. no, like I mean, you know, a two week standard bog standard holiday. Right. Okay. Um, so what you what you're saying is you can't remember the last time you had exactly two weeks. No, but people, on holiday. People, what I'm saying is people go for ten days or yeah. two weeks normally, okay. don't they? Or if you're Billy Moneybags over there, eight <laughs> weeks. Well, you know, sometimes you got to see a bit of the world. Yeah. you got to see a bit of the world. How's it going, gentlemen? Yes, yeah, good. Uh, yes, also good. Thank good, you. Good, It's been a real busy week. I feel like this week has been non-stop since mm. we last spoke. Firstly, uh, we it was the best ever episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, which, holy moly. Which we shouldn't talk about on the podcast because oh, Joe's not seen it and I'll, it will blow his tiny little mind. Yes. Um, but uh, do come and chat to us about that on the Guitar Nerds forum because I need to talk to someone about it. Only one person at work has seen it and I just want to talk to someone about no, Nobody I work with, I don't think anybody has watched Twin Peaks at all. I've lent the box set to someone and someone else said they're going to watch it. I'm sat there by my... I can't do it. I, I just have to wait and talk to Maddie about it when I get home. It's mind-blowing. It's Absolutely so good. It's so um, good. But let's talk about that on the uh, on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, but yeah, it's been basically non-stop. So we record the podcast on Monday. Mm. Tuesday night, um, Joe and I went... Well, let's dive into this straight away, actually, because it, it's been quite a busy week. So <laughs> it has been. Tuesday, we went up to uh, Stansted. Oh, yes, we which, shared, a, shared a room. We did. You may have seen that. In if a you, Days Inn. Indeed, a, a luxurious Days Inn hotel. Um, you may have seen that if you're on the Facebook group. We did a little live stream from I, there. Um, I didn't like it because there, where that Days Inn was, there was no bar. Yeah, when we got there, and just a struggle for you these days, isn't it? It was it, well, it was just like I wanted something to do with the evening with you, and we didn't have anything to do, so the only thing that was open and nearby was a Starbucks. Yeah, but when I got to the counter, I sort of got flustered and 
Mark made a, it was about like 11 o'clock at night and Mark made an excellent decision and asked for a peppermint tea and I was just so flustered that I asked for a coconut based coffee frappuccino <laughs> like an absolute child like the only people that were in there were like truckers who were just having a you know and it was cup quite of coffee. cold yeah a cup of coffee to keep him going yeah it wasn't nice weather I just yes can I get the one with the the cream the soy cream please can yeah I? it was bad and I'd... I couldn't sleep we had to be up at four to get we did. on a, a flight and I, I was just laying awake in bed so this was all in aid of um, we were invited to Yamaha motorbike headquarters in uh, Milan Milano um, uh, yes Milano if you will um and all because Yamaha were launching some new products and rather than fly everyone out to Japan which I think would be a very costly exercise um, I think it was decided that uh, it should be at the, the motorbike headquarters beautiful building you're like not beautiful from the outside it was kind of just a you know like an industrial unit but inside some of the I mean I don't know anything about motorbikes at all but they looked pretty nice, didn't they? I yeah. Was, I, I assume really, that you don't know much either. I, I didn't really notice any of them. I know they were there. I just didn't care. And there was so much cool equipment there that I really yeah. didn't actually look at them. Oh, so in the... Um, again, I don't know much about motorbikes, but I know that Valentino Rossi is... He's like a motorbike man, isn't he? I mean, you're looking at me as if I know anything yeah. about well, motorbikes. Well, we, we share a mutual friend who is very into motorbikes, yeah. and I've heard him mention that name many but I, times. I kind Why of, are we talking about motorbikes? I kind of feel I'm trying like, to set the scene. I think saying Valentino Rossi is kind of being like, oh, yeah, you you like football. Leo Messi? Yeah. You know, a, oh, da- David Beckham. Yeah. I think that's kind of what well, saying yeah. Valentino Rossi but is. There no, was, there wasn't, David Beckham wasn't there. Was no, he not? No. Oh. Um, but there was some Valentino Rossi stuff right there. I don't is he a Yamaha rider I don't know but well I mean I assume if he was if there was Yamaha stuff right, there Yamaha was some sort of oh my god this has gone so off topic yeah well I'm just setting, to the I'm setting the scene so the whole point for, was for uh, having us there was that Yamaha were launching some new products and this mm. I guess kind of spills into the news um, but we won't go there yet no need for the news jingle yet no okay um can I do the Yamaha event title in the yeah, news for Yeah, us? do that. Okay, so the, the event was called... Tools of Tomorrow's Musician. Close. That was, was very close. Was it close? Was that Tools it was? For, for yeah, that was Tomorrow's it. Musician. <laughs> um, so the whole idea was um, to show off these brand new uh, BB basses, which I didn't realise... <sighs> BB stands for broad base. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Oh yeah, which I, is a cool name. They should always the just broad, call them broad base. base. Yeah, which now cool, now appears on the headstock. But yeah. we'll go into the details so, hang shortly. On. So it's called they're called the Yamaha Broad Base Base. No, they're <laughs> called the Yamaha Broad Base. The Yamaha Broad Base. Okay, so when we say Yamaha BB, BB base, base, yeah, we're saying it's the broad like when base you say base. the you're going to use the ATM machine. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, nice. so, so they were launching some new bases. Plus, I think it was a chance for a lot of people to get their pin number. Indeed, pin <laughs> number. Indeed. Um, I think it was a chance for a lot of people to get their uh, first try at the Helix LT. Yeah, uh, and also great because in line and geniusly in line with the launch of the uh, the four types of new BB base, they also <laughs> added some. Oh God, I just did it. <laughs> In Sorry, line, I, I nearly didn't say anything. <laughs> in line with the release of the four different types of broad base, uh, they um, or broad base base they uh, <laughs> they released new new amp models for the for the Line Six Helix, uh, new base models, which was totally awesome. So like a whole, and they had they had some on the original model, but oh, like yeah, okay. they've they've really given a wide variety now. So now the Helix is. As much a bassist's, you know, complete answer as it is a guitarist's, which is cool. Um, if you can hear that in the background, by the way, Jay's flat seems to be getting attacked by angry seagulls. It's okay, all the windows. Oh, there's one window upstairs that's open. Yeah, it's I don't fine. think they're. Yeah, it's fine. I'm concerned. That's so. They don't have thumbs. Okay, good. Um, so we. The event was structured as, as such where we would uh, we went in and saw some of the new bases. Mm. It um, wasn't just those two things, though. It wasn't just the Helix and the broad bass. There were some new acoustic bass. guitars as well, <laughs> there wasn't there? The yeah, the new trans... We, we spoke about it last year on Gear of the Year. Was it on Gear of the Year? What do they call that series? The Transatlantic? No. No. Trans- uh, mess- that was a mess <laughs> of boogie. It was trans something. Yep. Indeed. Oh, yes, it was. Anyway, the new range of acoustics, which um, which I think I was... Wasn't it just called the Trans Acoustic? Yeah, that's it. The Trans Acoustic. Yeah. So I was um, 
really behind them on gear of the year i don't know if you remember jay these are the acoustics that have actual mechanical reverb oh yeah i do remember chorus and reverb chorus and reverb built in mechanical chorus and reverb built in which is totally cool so they it's not mechanical is it yeah yes it is well there's a spring inside no No. i don't think it works like that right okay but there is a mechanism that does right okay yeah. Wow. So th- yeah, yeah. So they had a new range of those, which were great because kind of um, uh, the new series were kind of way more classic looking and in line with sort of acoustic trends, I guess. The, sort of the whole parlory thing that's kicking around. At yeah. The moment, which was totally cool. So there were those, and um, and also it was the first time we actually got to see in real life. The Line 6 Shuriken. Oh, yeah, it was. Which is the latest and most advanced version of... In the Variax. The Variax yeah. sort of type of... Type very, of very weird-looking guitar. Very yeah, metal. Pioneered Extremely by, metal. Yeah, well, it's it's a satin black baritone scale length, single humbucker in the bridge. Obviously, you can literally have any pickup selection you want using the software. But what was really good is they had uh, their 12-foot ninja there, Stevic, the guitarist from 12-foot ninja, and he was... Uh, he was demonstrating how versatile uh, the Variax was by introducing us to uh, Punjabi metal. Um, oh, right. Where he was he was flicking seamlessly using the helix between... I can't remember the name of the instrument. It's that one strung... Yeah, it's uh, um, some, yeah, some sort of Indian single string kind of drone style instrument. Yeah, yeah he um, was flicking between that and like a drop aid guitar. All just playing on the same guitar, but using a foot switch to switch between the two. So right, weird. Yeah. Um, it sounded actually pretty convincing. It, I was, it was great, it was and good. actually, I really appreciated someone going into some depth without sort of the sales pitch like, yeah. side of it. Like he was explaining how how useful it would be in real terms. Like he's a real guitarist in a metal band, and think one of the coolest things I thought was that you can you can turn as well as being able to change the tuning on any, any string, being able to model. You know the pickups in the style of you know strats, tellies, humbucking guitars, things like that. You can um, you can also raise the volume or drop the volume on individual strings if if you want like something to cut through for some reason. What using a helix? Uh, uh, no, using, no, using the work using bench. the foot switch. Yeah. No, using workbench. Work okay, and then you trigger it with the helix. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. But also using Line Six Workbench. The, the most interesting one was being able to turn off strings. Which is quite cool for sections. So, and yeah. you, you could also tune each string individually. So, mm. for example, if you were, let's say you were doing a banjo piece and it was something that you knew how to play on banjo, you could essentially set your guitar up using the top, only using the top four or five strings, yeah. depending on the banjo style. Um, but, but you could turn everything else off yeah, and so then tune each individual string. Sure, so. yeah. and, and also, if you think about it, bands like Meshuggah, um, who do a lot of rhythmic um, stuff. Uh, they they put tape on the. They use eight strings and tape off their their high like three or so strings for for all their rhythmic stuff. Like live, they'll play guitars with tape over the higher strings. All oh, right, yeah. so, right. so that so that it doesn't ring out. This essentially is an answer to all of that very. Um, it's uh, quite niche. Yeah, all that is stuff niche. is quite niche. niche. Yeah, but it's it's great. Uh, I thought it was incredible that it was that. Well, I guess stuff. the thing is though, is if you do enough things enough niche things in one product yeah to you about to hit enough yeah people. yeah yeah <laughs> so um just kind of going back to the structure of the, the event so we were introduced to the new new products um i believe yamaha basically have kind of rejigged how they run their guitar division now and that the everything used to be quite disparate i think and it's now yamaha guitars comprises of yamaha guitars and line six um, okay so and- are we not going to get Line six branded stuff, or yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no it's still not very not much rebranding. using the logo. It's, it's just completely all the ideas and all the personnel are essentially right, coming okay. out of one place and are all you know part of one team. Yeah, right. Right. So, well, so very much Line six and Yamaha ideas in the future will be very joined. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we got to hear some of the new BB basses um, <laughs> and some really good performances. You'll have to remind because it was a. There's about four or five people playing. Yeah. Um, there was one fellow in particular whose playing was mm-hmm. very nice. Mm-hmm. Mickey yeah. Santa Mickey Santa Maria yeah, who's yeah. playing was really good super tasteful um, they, they there was a lot of slap going yeah, on and in which, a kind of world of slap he did some really nice 
like melodic stuff. Obviously, you and you and me, I th- I find it difficult to really tell what a bass sounds like when people slap. Because yeah, because it's it, it's so toneless. It's such a toneless thing to yeah. do. Yeah, you, it's you, more about the skill of the player well, as well, opposed it's, to it's, it's about the percussion of yeah. 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 So yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. turning a bass into a drum. It's 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 weird. So I thought it was it was odd having to sit through these two like like really sort of slap heavy players. I was like, no, I still have no idea what this sounds like. But then. This third dude was um, really great, like really tasteful. Played like a slow track as well, where he wasn't there. Was, like the, the slap was m- very minimal. Yeah, and it was some great melody lines. He was just he was a really interesting player. And actually, I thought the bass he was playing was the best out of the out of the options. Well, so yeah, the one I liked. So I was going to say. Um, so we did a few other bits. We went and saw people uh, using the basses for recording, and we got to try them ourselves. Uh, filmed a bit of video which will be going up on the YouTube channel um, but I guess people are probably familiar with the, the Helix uh, the Transacoustic I would totally recommend go and have a look online and check out what that can do but do you want to give us a quick rundown on the, the is it three or four new models four, four if we count the, the Japanese yeah okay so uh, four model. new models of, of BB bass yeah yeah, that's right so, um, so about like four years ago I was invited to go uh, on these like R and D sessions, I can't remember if we mentioned this last we did. week. Oh, we oh, did. Oh, not did last we? week. We've mentioned it at the time when you were there. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. So about four years ago, I was invited. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Crikey. I think maybe three years ago. Um, but I was invited to go on these R and D sessions for the new Yamaha BB bass because at the time, ah, oh, <laughs> broad bass. Because at the time, I was um, I was playing. Do you remember? I used to have a collection. Of yeah. Because I had a thousand and four. Uh, 1024 I had a 424 um, and I had the old uh, 1979 BB800 and I had the BB Billy Sheehan yeah which was the 71 the old triple B yeah something like that yeah um, it was the so 714 yeah 714 yeah and um, and yeah so they invited me up and they were um, we they were talking through loads of options and it was really cool and I'm sure like you know what I was saying wasn't revolutionary what what I was saying were was I'm sure what a lot of people that they asked were saying, which is why they've adopted a lot of those things. Standard size pickups, the the old BBs always had like a they were like Fender esque in the precision or jazz style pickups, but they were slight they they were their own shape, so you couldn't uh, retrofit. Right. Okay, and I think that's a big thing. Like people like to retrofit to their or just at least have the option. You know, or, exactly. let, or let's say the pickup down the line, the pickup goes down. Mm. You don't you're not restricted to then. You have to go and find a Yamaha BB pickup to replace it with. You know, you specifically could. that series, like those yeah. those shaped pickups had never existed before, Completely. either. So it was it, it would have been very tricky to retrofit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've gone for standard size, but still Yamaha designed, but nice that they're now standard size. They've kept some of the really cool things, like they introduced forty five degree three body stringing, which. I thought it was cool rather than the full 90 which mm-hmm. is going to of course like cut off some of the sustain of the string so the 45 made loads of sense yep um, they've introduced it's a six bolt neck now but the the lowest two are diagonally up into the neck which that, is that was the weirdest thing on there because I, I think I'm pretty yeah, pretty sure I've seen the 90 degree string in before I'm yeah. sure they've done that on other instruments 45. 45 sorry 45 degree string yeah they did it on the last series yeah yeah um uh, I haven't seen these bolts before. So but those bolts were on yeah. the Yamaha Attitude. They've been on the Yamaha Attitude for maybe the last decade, right, certainly okay. the last few, and it's something that Billy Sheehan introduced because have you ever seen like the pictures of his old P-Base? Yeah. Where it's got, he had like plectrums and like a credit card folded in half all in the neck pocket, like behind, because the amount he bends the neck was wrecking the, the joint. Oh and wow! So, okay, so he like shimmed it with bits of plastic and stuff, just yeah. whatever he could find, like yeah. a borrower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so the whole idea of the diagonal bolts are that it deals with the fact that he's going to bend that neck, right? Okay, um, and and that's just something that, and obviously, it probably Im- improves sustain somewhat. So they've added that as a standard feature, which is which is great. Still got the quarter sawn five piece um, neck. I can't remember what the construction is. Maple. Walnut, sure. Maple? I think so. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, it was a dark wood. It's yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, sandwich bodies this time around mm. as well. Yeah, which is cool because they're essentially trying to get back to what the original a lot of the uh, things from the original BBs, which are you know through necks, through necks and stuff yeah. like that. So their solution around it now is that you know through necks are expensive. They make mm-hmm. things heavy. They're harder to maintain. Um, Probably don't stand up to the rigors of being. 
uh, bent quite as much. No. Well, I don't know actually. Well, well, they're just not as popular. Prob- it, well, we also don't probably people... won't. You probably won't get as much of an effect from a. Well, bend. I think would you? maybe. I don't know. Maybe mean? when the BB was a, a through neck thing, I think it was a different time and people wanted different things from music. I think very much now, the 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 broad bass is a rock bass guitar and if you want to play a rock bass guitar you need a bolt-on bass yeah like, right okay you know yeah. it's, definitely it's, it's that sort of definitely adds a bit more snap to things as well yeah. like through neck basses tend to be they have a bit less attack yeah. but the them. sandwich is interesting so yeah. it's um it's it's older operating as the bread of the sandwich and then what was in the middle <laughs> sure what was the ham it was ash wasn't it Sure. No, I actually know. can't remember. But no. yeah, again, another sort of darker wood <laughs> yeah. in what the centre. What was the ham? Is that, is that, that's like Mark's new segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the ham? Um, I might actually start doing that. <laughs> that's just my little sign-off every week, like Jerry yeah. Springer. Like, What's the ham? <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember. Again, it was a darker wood, which yeah. is what it would have been um, with the uh, original... Yeah. Uh, through next, I believe. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that that was a, a really great feature, and um, and yeah, four four series. So oh, uh, other than that, they've also made them slightly lighter and slimmer. Than yeah, the ones. it's you... very very subtle, but they've changed the body shape slightly. They're less. The way I described it uh, to the marketing guy was they used to look a bit dinner platey in that they were just huge and round yeah. and a bit like featureless. Whereas now they've kind of put a bit more of that back in and mm. put a bit of kind of curve to uh, yeah. to things yeah, that was um, cool. so four models four models so you've got the entry so I think it's the um, the two four and seven and then the the, the pro which is the the Japanese so yeah. in the in the two series all, all available in four and five string all, all series um, in the two series is, is your entry level and now they're hitting the shelves at like sub 300 quid still come in like a, a slightly more standard range of finishes but still like there's no sparkle orange this time around no no oh that was great do you remember that one yeah that was brilliant um, yeah so the, the two series operates as the entry level so um, so like sort of lighter weight uh, or sort of uh, less heavy duty tuners and bridge like the hardware and I imagine the pickups probably aren't the aren't the same on that series but for for a an instrument that is operating at the same sort of price point as Squire I think that's a real run for oh wow I didn't realise they yeah. were yep yeah, yeah. there's some, some like entry still, level yeah still with the three body strung still with the five piece neck like that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, to, to be able to do that at that price point, I think is really impressive. Right, cool. Yeah, uh, uh, passive circuitry on that one as well, yeah, which we'll come to circuitry. later on because there is one that isn't passive. And then the four series, um, which is uh, which is hitting the shelves at sub like f- like around four hundred quid. They're introducing some interesting finishes on there. There's a there's a, a teal. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, which I'm pretty transparent. Into. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. No. I didn't see that no. one there actually. Yeah, yeah, it was there. Oh was okay, there. I missed that one. Um, really cool sort of upgraded hardware on this one so so you know slightly more premium um you know certainly an upgrade from the from the two series the then up from that you've got the seven series which is the active model which incidentally has an active passive switch which you know is something that fender don't put on until they're until they're like elite series so i thought that was really good three band eq and a pickup blend is that right blend yeah, yeah that's right and um and what was totally cool about those is they come in like a satin black or a a sunburst. Yeah. Um, but the the necks are like a satin black as well, even on the back and the headstock as well, which was which was really cool. Even on the sunburst one, the neck is black. Worth mentioning as well, they've uh, trimmed the size of the headstock down as well, slightly, as they, yeah. because they were a bit ridiculous on the old oh, ones. They were I liked just them, huge. Man. Yeah, well, they, they were cool. Um, yeah, uh, so that's the 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 seven series, and then the uh, the pro, which were again passive, but uh, this time sort of like just like gorgeous, like really well made Japanese bass, and and unbelievably hitting the shelves at less than 1500 pounds yeah and they coming in at like 1299 something like that that, or maybe just a touch over that but yeah around that kind of money i think yeah which is great considering the the previous series that did exactly this was the 2024 and 2025 series and they were two grand yeah for the japanese models like now we're looking at exactly the same thing like and really nice attention to detail on this series like you got like a lacquered neck on that one so it had that more sort of vintage look the slightly tarnished tuners and 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 
bridge. I I was very very impressed with them. We almost definitely spoken for long enough about bass, but yeah, uh, it, it they were really really good. Welcome addition to sort of the the bass world at this relatively stagnant time for the instrument. Definitely, definitely. There doesn't seem to be much new bass stuff coming out. So, no. you know, just a, a kind of um, reworking of the classics from Yamaha is, is definitely welcome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I got to try a, a Helix LT and it looked, yeah. it, well, it looked and sounded very good. Uh, I was quite surprised just how easy it is to use. So. I really like the Helix LT. Yeah. I've got a lot of time for it. It it um, got rid of all the things I didn't like about the the larger model, and and of course, at like eight hundred quid or less than eight hundred quid, I think yes, now. Not a huge amount of money, is it? No, exactly. for what you get. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, Talking about this week not stopping, um, or oh, firstly, we should mention that we met some really yeah, nice yeah, people at the event as well. Yeah. So, um, bumped into Mary Spender, who has been on the Patreon uh, podcast, runs a very good YouTube channel, um, and is also a podcast listener, which is is good. So, a um, bit of a shout out there. But also met uh, Hanny, um, who you probably want to uh, describe what they do. They do uh, stuff for the kids that I don't really understand. Uh, right. Well, it's two separate Instagram channels, which is Annie Plays Guitar and Hannah Plays Keys, which you know, you should all go and check out. Yeah, really, uh, yeah, really cool. Just like an Instagram channel of of videos, but like great playing. Like two really interesting guitar, uh, well, a guitarist and a keys player. Although uh, Hannah does also play bass. Yeah, they were there. Um, and who else was there? Well, I was going to say they they'll probably be coming on the podcast at some point. This, um, but my kind of major catch of the uh, of the day was uh, I got to meet Marcus Ryle. I think is how you pronounce his surname. Who is the uh, founder and well original owner of Line Six? Um, so he is a super interesting guy. I got to chat to him for a little bit. Talked about how he started at Oberheim since moved on to work for Alesis, and then while he was Alesis uh, at Alesis developed. Uh, line six and you know started working on the pod and the axis 212 and things like that so yeah had a Quite very career i know i know had a very brief chat with him um but i think we're going to try and get him for a podcast yeah, oh, great. yeah good. that'd be cool yeah definitely i want to mm. just want to talk to him about like pod i just want to say like you you actually made the pod and for him to go yeah <laughs> okay so yeah. when yeah, you but, say he was the original owner of line six he's the founder and like so or, original did designer was, and was he the owner right up until the point that they got I, I have his card Yamaha. somewhere. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Right, basically, okay, I've yeah, got his yeah. card somewhere, and that and says it, his and what, current title. Right, but. so he still is. Yeah, yeah, like he's head of line six now. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, he'll be coming on the pod to talk about all things um, in the history of line six, which mm. I think is going to be that's really interesting. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Definitely. But yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was a really good day. We other than seeing those those acts early. were you going to talk about the rest of the day or are you moving on uh, I was going to move on we talked right. about the um, Yamaha a fair amount um, but yeah we saw Peter Hook and you we should say this yeah, actually because exactly. it's the page it's the, it's the podcast <laughs> you finally got to see Billy Sheehan in the real life Billy Sheehan I did see Billy Sheehan. You didn't stick around. No, I had to go. Unbelievable. I was tired. <laughs> so this was uh, we we were after we'd sort of been to the event for the whole day. They took us to this uh, to a a, a venue um, uh, for dinner and a show. And uh, <laughs> all right, mum. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and we were we were we got great. We got a table at the front, which I was so chuffed about. We did. Billy Sheehan was going to be on, and we had a table like full of all the all the best ones. We were there with with like with. With Annie and Hannah and with Mary Spender and and you know Billy Sheehan was about to come on, and all of you guys were like, oh, "Yeah, we're going to go back." Yeah, yeah. Well, and, some and of I was us, like, you know. "Fine, I'll I'll stay." I stayed and I used all the free drinks tokens that you guys left on the table, <laughs> and I watched Billy Sheehan alone. You had basically were you, the best. were you absolutely absolutely by yourself? I, well, I was standing at the very front, like smiling at Billy Sheehan with a cocktail in hand, but you know. <laughs> Just like that, mouth open. Well, oh, that's it. I don't really care about seeing Billy Sheehan, but I would have loved to have seen Joe's reaction to seeing Billy Sheehan. That <laughs> when he first walked out. When, when was the moment that you saw him for the first time? Was it during the day or was it when he stepped in up the on evening, stage? It was when he stepped up on stage. And and there wasn't very much food I could eat. So sort of by this point, I've been surviving on a diet of wine. Right, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so by the time he was on stage, I was... 
He was gone. I was gone. Fantastic. Some, some of us need our beauty sleep. You know, Joe's blessed with rugged good looks, so he mm. can stay out. But yeah, believe the rest of us uh, had to go and back to the hotel. Unbelievable. You guys were so lightweight I've got an excuse. Night. I'm old. They, surely the young kids shouldn't yeah, be. They, uh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's the uh, Instagram generation. They get the selfie and then they bugger off. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Although I pretty much missed breakfast the next day on account of it. Yeah, you did. And you look rough. So yeah. that was fun for everyone. So um, yeah, that was good. And But like I said, this week has been non-stop because um, Saturday, Jay and I moseyed on up to Hyde Park to not only catch up with our friends in beach slang mm. um, and uh, yeah, hang out and see them play, um, but to watch some bands. Green yeah. Day, Rancid, The Hives, yeah. The Damned. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love The Hives. We didn't see Stiff Little Fingers, but they played. We the didn't Hives see the still play. Stranglers. One of their guitarists still playing Esquire. Yes, uh, there was yeah. some sort of telly. I tell you what, and the, a hives, the hives yes. had a, a fantastic arrangement of guitars. Yeah, they do, man. They've um, got great taste and great taste in basses as well. Splits between Ricky's and Telly basses. Uh, it was he was only playing a P bass. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Talking about that, um, I don't believe. I I don't actually believe you every, because he doesn't play P bass. Every single band that we saw at Hyde Park. So, um, who did we see? We saw the Damned, Swimmers, Beach Slang, yeah. Green Day. Rancid. Rancid. That's that m- probably it. Oh no, that, that uh, what were they called? Oh, um, public access TV. TV. Every single band at Hyde Park on Saturday was using a P bass. Didn't see a single other bass yeah. there. It was all P basses all the time. Yeah, and I don't think there was even any like modified stuff. It yes, was just, it was. Mike Dunn plays. Well, he was playing his signature. His signature really Matt Freeman has a signature. Yeah, he wasn't playing it. No, he was, just, he was, he was playing an American professional or right. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think uh, that's kind of um, led me to think about the Patreon this week where we should talk about why the Fender P-Bass is the most uh, important musical right. instrument of all time. It's I'm not. with you. Yes, I'm not. with you. We should well, definitely do that. You're the, both wrong. The instrument I, I dis- that started I, rock I don't like completely being with Mark 100%, but I... Uh, <laughs> You two are always on the same side, but uh, and then there's yeah. me fighting. It's, the it was, it's of quite easy. It's quite easy for us to be on the same side against you, Joe. It was great. It was a really good day. Um, so it was part of the British Summertime Festival, yeah. Which is, um, from what I've gathered, is kind of an event that uh, has to be put on because in order for Hyde Park to retain its live music license, there has to be at least seven concerts or seven live music events there per year yeah otherwise it loses its status yeah so um yeah they have to do gigs there and um it was it was fantastic like it was it was run really well um we got through really quickly yeah um the event looked fantastic like all the concession stalls were um done up kind of like like medieval houses almost or, yeah they or were like, like Tudor ye old tavern yeah type thing. Oh, that sounds it great it looked really good and the main stage looked absolutely phenomenal it was uh, it had these huge fake oak trees either side of it now I'm not really one for big live music events in general because I think you know you can be too far away yeah um, <laughs> well we should talk about the crowd situation well yeah okay and that is something that I didn't particularly agree so what w- because Mark and I were were there as friends of Beach Slang. Who Big were, superstar VIPs, I think, is the word who, that you're looking for. So, yeah, Ed, um, Ed McNulty, the bass player of Beach Slang, is a, an old friend of ours. He's been on the podcast. And he's been on the podcast a couple of times. He wanted to come on whilst he was here as well, but it didn't. It just the timing just didn't work out this time. So we'll have to save that for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Next time, but um, he sorted us tickets out and it turned out that the tickets that we got were guest tickets yeah which meant that we were able to get into what i think is sometimes known can i just say sorry before we get too into this if someone isn't being murdered outside no it's just, there's uh, just some children playing because yeah, it's sunny there's like a trampoline outside so sorry oh, okay. that, like um you can hear people screaming and stuff in the background i'll try and edit it to a minimum okay. but uh um but yeah so we were we got access to what i think is usually known as the golden circle which is the area <laughs> directly uh, in front okay. of the stage ah uh, right and then so that's sort of fenced off and I I have to say like I, I felt really guilty every yeah, time we turned around and looked at the people behind us who had paid 75 quid or something to see their favourite band and they were 100 foot away uh, yeah probably somewhere about 40 to 50 metres I would say from the stage um, and so there were people there like we just strolled in obviously on these guest passes like loads of space around us yeah. particularly watching Rancid because all the people who had paid to get into the Golden Circle I think they paid about 250 quid um, they didn't care about Rancid they just want to see Green Day yeah. so oh, we sort God, of this sounds like it was, honestly, this sounds man, awful it was, it, was, it was weird so we sort of strolled in loads of space around us what we has were, punk become well we were kind of the only people wanting to watch Rancid in that bit and oh. then you turned around and the barrier there was people in like Rancid t-shirts like crushed against the barrier trying to sing along and stuff it was, I, I was so excited though because I've, I've never seen Rancid before and they are they, they're one of the first sort of big punk bands one of the first sort of real punk bands I got into one what like my, I guess one of my earliest influences and uh yeah just watching them and knowing every word to every song and singing along fantastically as I'm sure you will uh, attest yeah. to Mark oh god it was um, the worst singing was absolutely was was great and like the whole setup was amazing Matt Freeman's bass sounded wicked but he wasn't playing his signature but he wasn't playing a right. cuz I think he he has, uh, you know, his signature P bass is just based off of a seventies P bass. Yeah, yeah I don't right. think he's ever actually played the Squire ones from most far. No, I've no, never no. seen a picture of him playing. But them. presumably, he's just like, of course, I'm not taking my seventies P bass on well, a plane. In, in Absolutely the, not. Yeah. Which in is why the, in American um, Pro or something. In the interview he does about it, it's based on like a seventy seven yeah. P bass that he has. Yeah, where the truss rod's broken. So the, right, okay. The ah, action is okay. like a foot off. Off, off the board and he plays it anyway but he, he says in that he's like yeah I'm the only person who can play right, it because okay. it's yeah. so so, so unplayable now but yeah so he had that Lars Fredrickson had his uh, signature um, LTD which is I can't a believe. camo viper yeah. <laughs> um, the viper uh, listeners is the is SG the, the SG, SG style the sort of offset SG um, and uh, I mean it looks awful. Yeah. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, it looks really bad. I just, I, I don't. But and then Tim Armstrong's there was playing his um his signature Gretsch and his salmon pink. No, it was the the black salmon. one. Oh, the black. It wasn't um, a signature. That was the real deal. Oh, well, that was that his, the know, original one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the one that his his uh his signature is based on. Right. Um. But yeah, and I is just that, is that a right-handed one that he plays upside down? It's a, the one it's, it's a, based on. His one is a right-handed guitar that he plays upside down yeah, and right. it's strung upside down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought that you know watching Rancid, they've got they've got such completely different guitar sounds. You know. Lars Fredrickson uses humbuck- a humbucking guitar with two, you know, Marshall DSLs or or whatever it is, and uh, you know I just think that works so well when he's playing that, you know, really tight, cool, and you know Tim Armstrong uh, just jumps around and doesn't play guitar, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. jumps around and holds it, and yeah. uh, you know occasionally will play an open chord. Um, and then every now and again do a really cool like reggae solo but you something. couldn't even really hear the solo <laughs> so it was, like, it was pointless him even holding the guitar he's so funny but I mean he's been doing the same thing for 30 years well yeah you know you look at those yeah. Operation Ivy videos and he's just barely playing yeah yeah 
But yeah, it was amazing. Really, really fun. Really good day. And then Green Day was, yeah. um, well, just a lot of Les Paul Juniors and then The Strat, wasn't it, basically? So that's the, the Strat only came out. thing the, I the like about Green out. Day. Is, oh, the Fernandes well, came out. Well, you know, probably not the Fernandes. No, no, no. I'm, I assume it was probably a Fender Custom Shop. I don't yeah. know who makes it. I know he's had a few different kind of copies made of yeah. Blue. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, the only thing I like about Green Day, their guitar choice. Yeah, yeah. Solid. So he was playing uh, the one that Rock and Roll Relics refinished which the, is the black and white black and white Ameri- Stars and Stripes yeah, Stars yeah. and Stripes yeah American Flag um, and he was playing the guitar that he's calling Blue Number no. 2 which is a refinished what looks like a refinished you know the Saturn Les Paul Juniors yeah. from a couple of years ago looks like it's that refinished in a like a Daphne Blue mm. like the Strat with a bigger white bright white single ply scratch plate and some sort of humbucker in the bridge. Yeah. Um, it sounded great. It sounded great and it looked amazing. Like, yeah. if Gibson do a signature model of that, uh, that would be a. Did he a bring out guitar. that? What was the hollow body? No, the, no unsurprisingly not. No. The one that the one that was released as a yep, the, Billy Arm Billy Jones model. One that seven no five? one's ever two seven five. Two seven five. But no one's yeah, no one's actually ever seen him play it. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. All the acoustic parts, interestingly, were done by Jason White, who's the other guitar player, um, playing a three three five into some sort of acoustic simulator type thing. It's, well, up until so until they yeah so the, the uh, time the way that their set worked we. Because I've not seen Green Day in probably 12 years. I think 2005 was when I last saw yeah. them. And um, we we bumped into a friend of mine who sees them fairly regularly. And he said, right, you know, because we were like, oh, I only really care about, well, what's now kind of the, you know, the very early bit. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And we knew they weren't going to play anything off the first two. Well, they said so they did. They played 2,000 Light Years Away, which is amazing. Oh, cool. um, but he said, listen, just if you're not that bothered you don't need to watch the first half hour and you don't really need to watch the last hour. So we sort of, we were hanging out with Beachland, talking to them and then rocked up after they, you know, spent half an hour doing their intro and playing some new songs. And we saw, we saw a load of good stuff. They played She, they played oh, cool. uh, Basket Case, they played a load of cool stuff. Um, and then when uh, um, Jason Freeze, yeah, that, yeah, which is Josh Freeze from the Vandals and Guns and Roses and No Doubt and uh, Corn. No, he wasn't in Corn, was he? Uh, Perfect Circle, yeah. Um, once, once his brother came out and started playing Careless Whisper uh, on saxophone, we kind of realised that it was time. It was time for us to, time go. to go. Yeah, uh, so Sounds we got an early train home. Right, but, um, yeah. So when the acoustic guitars and stuff came out, and, it was yeah. Or, time like to, I looked at the I looked one. at the uh, the set list afterwards, and we missed. Um, you know the full. They played the full twelve-minute version of Jesus of Suburbia, um, and American Idiot, and oh, uh, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life, which are just songs that I just don't need to see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah great. So um, yeah, basically, it's been a very busy week, and I've seen a lot of guitars. I was thinking about this though. You say it was a very busy week. Yeah. What you mean is you did two things. Well, yeah, but as one, opposed to usually doing no zero things. things. Yeah, but one of those involved going out, the country. On, going out on Tuesday night. Yeah, flying sure, to Milan, coming back. Straight in. Then it was your gig. A beach staying played in Brighton on Friday, did, yeah. which was cool. Again, lots of nice guitars. That um, Mustang, uh, a Duo Sonic, the Duo Sonic, the Aurora plays. Yeah, yeah she yeah. plays a Duo Sonic HS, which is That's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, part of that. Um, the Offset series. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, they're so good. Yeah, um, and then obviously yeah, going to Hyde Park on Saturday mm. and. Uh, yeah, editing the video from Milan that's going to go up. It feels like it's just been non-stop oh, I'm looking since forward we last to that video. sat down. Am yeah. I am I in that video as much as I'm in Mary Spender's you, video? I think you're in it more. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's one bit where you're moaning about the weather, so that's, you know, joyous for everyone involved. Jay Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices okay. are beginner, yes. intermediate, yes. or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up to intermediate? I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player. That's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. Good. That's about as far as you'll get. Yes. Unless Uh-oh. you use Guitar Tricks. Okay, tell me more. Guitar Tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner mm-hmm. to intermediate mm-hmm. to advanced guitar. Okay. Whether you're just starting out or whether, you know, you could be, you should be better than you are. Like me. Indeed. Yes. Um, guitar Tricks uh, will help you move through those stages as a guitar player. And good for you, Jay Cross. We have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, 
but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But... I'm probably going to be into it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there, um, like, an app that you can use, or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks yeah um, but that'll go up on the channel on friday we have talked for 40 minutes about what we've done this week so it's probably can we time do some nude good excellent um so first up a brand new wait for it <laughs> i bet you'll never guess what i'm gonna say no 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 you can't do this one first you have to do it in a different order a brand new pedal all oh, right you are okay. from Electro Harmonics. Right, you've chosen that one first. That's good. Um, okay, so Electro Harmonics, the ultimate company of bringing out random things all the time. Do you know what? I saw the advert for the Electro Harmonics Freeze. Yes, uh, the other oh, day. the original advert. Yeah, yeah we looked got, at it. The other day, what, didn't we? What's his name? Mike Matthews. Mike Matthews. Matthews in it, and he's like he's wearing like some shorts and a vest that's got like a gravy stain on it. Does have a big sweat patch? He's got like a cigar that's like a bit broken and all chewed up on the end that he keeps taking in and out of his mouth, and he starts every sentence by going "dig it," and then explaining what he's going to talk about. It's so cool. He's such a dude. Anyway, Electro Harmonics have brought out something pretty cool they always bring out cool things and they seem to recently be trying to push the boundaries a bit more they're not bringing out like another drive you know another chorus like things like that they're they're all interesting new takes on things and that's exactly what this is they've introduced what's what they're calling the platform which is a a compressor um what makes this very interesting is that it's a compressor with eight rotary control which is ridiculous i can't think of another floor-based compressor that's got that much control no exactly the empress i think maybe oh maybe actually yeah sorry yeah, not yeah, that true, i'm trying to true. no 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 that's probably is actually the only one and um what, what makes this uh what makes this even cooler is that it is a compressor with eight controls and two foot switches yeah i i did a brief bit of reading, but what do the two foot switches do? So, well, I mean, one of the one of them is obviously bypass. Yeah. The other one, its function says drive, but okay. actually, what it's doing is switching up the attack, and I'm sure it does add some some gain as well. So it just means by drive, it means a bit more yeah. driven. It just means yeah. drive a the pedal more, yeah, as opposed yeah. to. An overdrive, overdrive. Yeah. exactly, exactly. So it switch, switches up the the velocity of the attack, and and what's ex- even cooler about this is it's um, stereo in and stereo out. So usable for keyboards, drum machines, all the other things that you might want to do, or you could plug it, one guitar into it and go stereo out of the yeah. compressor, which is really cool. That makes this like it's weird, isn't it? Because I associate electro harmonics with being like these are a weird brand for you know for, like you'd never have a staple standard electro harmonics pedal like well, well I know you probably would with the with the micro and things soul like food that. and stuff like that yeah, p- potentially but I always think of, of them as like yeah you go to Boss MXR TC those are the yeah. the pedals that you want to rely on gig after gig and then you go to electro harmonics because you want to sound like a mellotron for a song uh, or, or you know, you 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 want who a, a want Leslie that? simulator. You know, that's that's what electro helmets do really well. So it's weird when they they do release things like this, and I'm like, well, this is actually a really professional tool, and yeah, it looks it looks absolutely cracking. Um, I heard that you're a professional tool. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, it's really good because we haven't seen a new. Um, <laughs> Compressor from Electro Harmonics <laughs> in about two weeks. When you think do you remember, about like the, the li- white the white finger and the black finger, do you remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black current. finger was was yeah, it's a compressor with a valve in it. Yeah. So good. And they still make versions of that. So there's Oh, in fact, while we're talking about the next thing, pull up Electro Harmonics' website. Yes. Because they list the pedals in categories of what they do. Can you we just, did this I'm, I'm the other week. Now. No, I just did. want to know exactly how many compressors they well, do. Well, I mean, just I'm just having a quick look, and from memory, 
they the last okay. few pedals that electro harmonics have brought out okay. is the platform then there was that the pedal tone that we, corset. the tone corset yeah. and the pedal before that was the um oh the i just hit my face on the mic sorry it's good. um the well there was a bass preamp that had yeah compressor in it yeah. right yeah and then the pedal before that i think was the blurst so, which isn't really a compressor but it's tone shaping but kind when you, of when you think about it there's things like the screaming bird yeah that's a compressor well it's a um treble boost isn't it so uh, here, yeah here yeah i guess yeah i guess it is actually. so this is everything in the compressor sustainer uh section of the electro harmonics website the bass metaphors which is a bass preamp yep. as jay said that, that also includes a compressor the bass preacher which is a simple two control bass compressor the legendary black finger a valve driven um uh compressor uh then they've got the freeze which i think is a mistake well it's uh, a, it is it technically is compressing it's okay fine it can stay there um then they have their graphic fuzz which includes a, a compressor as part of it then they have their rack mounted ny2a which is a which is a, a very compressor. expensive studio compressor yeah exactly then they have the platform new edition the soul preacher um which is a, a compressor the tone corset also a compressor and of course the uh, analog version of their valve compressor, the black finger, the white finger. Yeah. So that is ten, ten compressors. compressors. Ten compressors. Which is I, I thought there was as more many compressors that. as you've got, isn't it? Yeah. On your board yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. So, that's yeah. what you need for that Billy Sheehan tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, I like we... my bass tone to sound like someone breathing in. <laughs> <laughs> how how is that? <laughs> Good, excellent. Um, Jay Cross, you want to tell us about a brand new Martin guitar? Yeah, so uh, Martin have brought out... This is the second Martin in two weeks as well. because oh, it was Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran last week. Last I don't week. know why people aren't just holding... We, we are two weeks, less than that, well, a week from Summer Nam. I was thinking that, because there, there haven't been any new electric guitars, really, for a month yeah, or something like that. Yeah, there was the Reverend so, uh, some Matt, Matt West. Matt West. Matt West, last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been any... any new guitars for it. I, I assume they're all dropping at Nam. Yeah, yeah. Well, so? I guess Gibson also announced those... Uh, yeah, we Gibson, didn't really talk about those. Gibson's a bit different, though, isn't it? Because yeah, they're just sure. they're just releasing different custom shop stuff all yeah. the time now. It's not like brand new product releases because no one listening to this podcast will be able to afford any of it. So, well, speaking of guitars that nobody's going to be able to afford, Good. okay, go on. Then. <laughs> uh, Martin had just released a uh, the Jason Isbell. Ah, uh, D18. Jason Isbell, popular yes. guitarist. Jason Isbell. Well, see, the three of us were being, um, you know, complete luddites and. Extremely inward facing. Um, we didn't know who Jason Isbell is, but he is a very popular. I'm sure that there's people um, in the United States, especially um, probably screaming, LOLing at us right now. His surname um, is Isbell. Isbell, yes. Um, he is, I think, currently top of the country music charts. Wow, well, okay. Um, so he's a big country music star. Um, and uh, yeah, he is a D18. Um, it's five and a half thousand dollars. Oh my so, goodness! What makes know, it five and a half thousand dollars? Um, is it a cool finish? It's, is no, it gold? No, it's not gold. Mm. No. Um, so his thing is, he wants his guitar to be very, very loud. So apparently, the it's deal with an this in is it. it's got it's gone up. No, no, no. Just the actual body of the guitar. So it's a D18, which is other than the G, other than the Grand Jumbo. I think it's the biggest or the deepest body shape okay. that Martin do. Um, I think you're looking at me for clarification. I'm just sort of no. I'm just sort of looking. I'm pretty sure it's the uh, it's the deepest body. Um, he also doesn't have a pit guard on there because he thinks that that will make it louder. I don't know, and it doesn't. Uh, it's like a really thin uh, lacquer on there, which probably will have some sort. I of I bet effect. that guitar sounds absolutely bloody fantastic. Yeah, I bet it does absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the, I tell you one thing that I am a little bit unkeen about, and this is something that people who have signature guitars do quite often signature on the 12th fret not a signature what's worse than having a signature on the 12th fret uh Ooh. some sort signature of numbers or something think about think about him what oh oh stupid oh. ugly L face led led dot inlays no oh. um he's got one of his tattoos oh, oh god that wow. is exactly the sort of thing that you would do brandon oh, he's got a tattoo on. design on uh on the 12th fret um, so you know, but fine. If that's Eva Gardner did that, yeah, had had one of her tattoos on the on the beneath the scratch plate of or below the scratch plate on her B doesn't base. make it any better. 
Okay. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, there we go. So um, yeah, I'm sure it will sound fantastic. I mean, it's a Martin. We all know that they are absolutely fantastic guitars. Um, but it's five and a half grand. So you know, it's big what it is. money. Something that isn't huge money, I don't think. The F pedals, punk monk envelope. Ah, filter. so I love F pedals. They're totally cool. And yes, uh, I mean, you, you know, yeah, it's it's a mini pedal, and it's uh, they're retailing at 139 dollars. So. Um, that it's 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 you know at the more expensive end of small. Well, mini I guess mini pedals doesn't really no, doesn't mean really that mean anymore. Yeah. But but they you know I, I guess not. I guess um, who are the guys that do the SL? What are they called? Boutique? No, oh, exotic, uh, exotic. That's it. Yeah, um, they've uh, been doing expensive mini pedals for, for a, long a long time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, so this is the uh, the yeah the F pedals uh, punk punk monk. They've spelt the K with a Q. Punk monk, and there's a reason so, for that. It's an envelope filter. It is. Um, but what's uh, what's it, what's really cool about it is it's an envelope filter with only actually two controls. One of them is uh, is just a, a flick switch between two presets, and the the other one is the overall cue of the of the envelope filter. But what's cool about this pedal is it is based on the bass tone of um, legendary Atoms for Peace bass player Flea <laughs> Atoms for Peace and the Mars Volta legendary star of Back to the Future 2 <laughs> Flea yeah the uh, two legendary two great bass bands. player from the band uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers no, no, oh, yeah, no wait is that, um, did I get, is that not, well they, oh. that band were rubbish but he was in two absolutely stonking bands yeah, he was in the Fear. most important the Mars Volta record Fear, and Atoms and for Peace was which in, was one uh, of the best records Ever to happen. He was also in a band with. Um, let me get this right. He was in a band oh, with no, no, uh, no. John Frusciante, who no, has a no, great range of solo no. albums. He was in. He was in a band with Tom Morello, Joe Strummer, uh, and amongst other people, Old Dirty Bastard, and I think maybe Ozzy Osbourne for a song off of the Chef Aid South Park oh, album. That's, that's impressive. I'm sure that was the lineup. Which one's that one? Is that Kenny's Dead? No, that's Master P. No, it's the one with um, Old Dirty Bastard and um, uh, and Ozzy Oz. I can't remember what it's called. My um, Classic. I, my, but anyway, yeah, I mean, the song's not great. My favourite uh, Flea performance is in... Um, Charlie Sheen movie, The Chase. Oh, yeah, that is a great movie. Yeah, that is a great Henry Rollins is in that movie Yeah, I know. Well. Yeah, very good. I love him. Yeah, Do you reckon anyway. they carpooled? That's exactly what it's about. It's about it's a car chase. The oh, whole movie is a car chase. Right, okay. It's very good. Um, anyway, so uh, so yes, this pedal is is based on his his uh, obviously his envelope filter tone, which yes, of course, he does use for terrible band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, but um, it's great. It's it really cool, like screen print uh, graphics on the front, and you know, envelope filters actually surprisingly enough tend to be in quite large units yeah. often so i can't think of anyone else doing a mini version of a cube well, maybe people, Moore, Moore probably do yeah Moore do one electronics do a fairly small one but it's in the neo size box rather right. than a proper mini pedal but um i mean the, the thing that impresses me is that you know f pedals make their stuff to a super high standard exactly really small footprint um they sounds like they've got the sound spot on oh and it does have an expression out on it as well yep. which is quite so cool. if you want to use it as an actual wire then yeah, you could exactly. do it that way as well yeah I, I think we should try and get hold of one of these oh, it'd definitely. be cool to do a uh, do a demo on it absolutely definitely. should we dive head first into a whole big old barrel of Stion's Quest it didn't quite work no no Jay do you want to do it instead no no okay do questions uh, questions there we go. There we good. There we go. There we go. This first question, I can't remember. Did we answer this last week? Robin said, what guitar sounds most like a Gibson Les Paul without being a Les Paul? My new band needs that sound, but I don't really like the image of the Les Paul. Uh, so does he want one that doesn't look like a Les Paul? Yeah, I think that's the thing. He said being, because I would go, oh, uh, Hags from Swede. But I guess he doesn't want something that looks like a Les Paul. Yeah, I think... Oh, I think he, yeah, I mean, I think... Due to the fact that he literally says, I don't like the image of the Les yeah, Paul. Yeah, but image yeah. could be more... It doesn't necessarily mean the looks, does it? It could okay. mean that he doesn't want to be tied to that Gibson rock, the ultimate rock know. It's tricky, guitar. isn't it? Because everything that sounds similar does look a lot like it, like Yamaha SG. But well, or Gibson SG. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my no, first Gibson thought. Gibson SG doesn't sound like a Gibson Les Paul, though. Yeah, I mean... Well, okay. 
I'll tell you what might do, actually, and ironically, um, the LTD Vipers or ESP Vipers. <laughs> because the reason I the say... The Lars signature. <laughs> the reason I say that is that, yes, they've got an SG shape, but they're a lot thicker... And I think that that will make them sound a lot more like a Les Paul than an SG does because they're quite significantly thicker than an SG. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this, uh, I, I did see this question. Uh, it got quite a lot of um, traction in the Facebook group. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, someone suggested um, the Gibson Les Paul double cut, um, with the Gibson Les Paul standard double cut, which I actually thought was a very strange... Um, choice because i actually think the the les paul standard double cuts i don't like at all yeah they've always been a bit I, of a weird i like the juniors me. hence yeah. why i've got one but the the standards i just think that it looks a little too blocky and yeah. right. too symmetrical I'm, i don't but that would be a good option yeah um prs yeah i but guess would they it's like it's difficult to know isn't it because if you don't like the les paul is it because you don't like that sort of i guess all sort of glued neck um carved top guitars have mm. that sort of slightly regal look to them that's well, the only way I can think of well, describing it yeah but it, you but. could go for something like a S2 mirror um, yeah. which is very stripped yeah, back flat top scratch plate yeah, exactly but you still get two humbuckers it's not like there's P90s or anything in there still mahogany body as far as I'm aware I think they are mahogany body um, and they're not mega money they're no. what just over a grand something yeah something like that like that, that um, is a great suggestion i go as far as to say i think that probably is the yeah because you still got very heavy les paul vibes on there but you're not it's not you know a cherry sunburst les paul standard um so i would suggest that i definitely if you can't afford that then maybe you know have a look at the um se series of uh prs as well but definitely look at vipers by esp I just think that that's something that looks completely different, mm-hmm. um, and they're not all overly metally. Like the Lars Fredriksson one was what digital camo, wasn't it, or something? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's quite camo. quite metally. So bro, maybe Which not go for that so, one. Which is so weird because he's such a traditional like street punk geezer. Yeah, yeah. You know, he his his songwriting is so quintessentially Billy Bragg yeah you know I don't understand why he's gone for well I mean whatever yeah, you know? yeah. so um, yeah those would be a couple of options I think um, the mirror definitely is, is worth investigating um, we are at the end of the podcast we've done nearly an hour lots of like I said huge busy week this week loads of stuff to talk about there um, plus there was a fair bit of news um, I feel like we've not devoted enough time to questions recently so maybe next week we'll do a question question one. special well, well um, I don't know mate we're going to be pretty close to Nam. Yeah, we'll be oh. what? Well, Nam is Nam starts on the Thursday. Okay, well, that's so we've fine. got a, a f- we got three days before. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure some stuff will come out early. It always yeah. does. Yeah. Well, let's see if stuff comes out. Then maybe who we'll... usually bring stuff out early? Orange. They quite often jump the Roland gun, don't Boss. they? Well, Roland and Boss sort of already have, unless they do any more. I mean, who well, knows? Yeah, there might be more. Wait, I mean, I like it when we all pretend we don't know things. I, I honestly don't oh, know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, if there's not too much NAM news, maybe we'll do a question special next week. So yeah, do send questions into the Facebook group um, because I'd like to cover more of that. Have we got anything else coming up? What in terms of stuff? Yeah, um, I what, guess NAM is pretty big. Yeah, NAM's big. Um, like I said, there's going to be some stuff going up on the Patreon channel. Uh, I want to talk to Marcus from Line Six. Um, plus talk to some of the people that we met this weekend uh, plus I'm working on a few other bits I know Matt he's got a whole load of interviews lined up for the Patreon channel as well so cool. yes yeah, uh, now more than ever oh also gear of yesteryear which oh, we need to yes um, I'm so excited we need about to that. book a day to record that will probably be recorded in July so it will start going up um, yes. shortly after that I and imagine. we're going to do the stuff on the on the guitarist magazines as well that's what that is. That is what Gear that of is. yesteryear, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Going back through Kicks, the old mate. guitarist magazine. You've got the magazines. You should know. No, I've brought them here. No, you bought about of three of them here. Yeah, you guys keep... Uh, I you keep come forgetting. Here, you come here every week. I know, but I've left them at home. Good. Um, if you want to hear all of that good stuff, the best place to do it is patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. At $1 a month, you get the regular episode ad free and early. At the $5 tier, you not only get all of that, plus you get an extra half an hour every week. You also get access to all the interviews that we've just talked about, the mini series we've already recorded, like Joe Branton's Ranton, where Joe talks about things he hates, plus gear of the yesteryear, which is upcoming. Plus 
Plus, Patreon are rolling out some new features as well. Uh, oh, things yeah, like, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, rolling out like live streams and stuff like that. So I think if we're going to do that, indeed, private live streams, Joe, you'll be able to get away with <laughs> oh, absolute I know all murder. About private live streams. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, Joe Branton, professional cam girl. Um, yeah, we'll be able to do some fun stuff on there. So yeah, do check it out. Um, Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. The $5 a month tier is what gets you a lot of the good stuff. If you go up to that $10 a month tier, you get your name read out on the regular episode like this. Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Michael, Brett Holmes, Connors, Marker, Andrew Macro, Michael, Steady Sod, Andy McCunter, Brad Pitt, Paul Connigan, Jack Convoy, Will Glenn, Scott, Brian, Matt White, Bill Thompson, Laurie very good um, you can join in the fun facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum hang out with other guitar nerds on there send questions in for the podcast if we're going to do a question special next week that's where we'll be drawing questions from you can also follow us at instagram um, at guitar nerds you can go to twitter if you're uh, such inclined at guitar nerds and also go to the youtube channel youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos where like i said the yamaha tour diary will be going up or the Ooh. event diary that'll be going up tour diary? well i've called it nerds on tour i think that's what we're going to call all our kind of when we go away and do stuff that's nice um, so that'll be going it's up it's better than the Spoonerism yeah it is um, so that'll be going up on Friday plus there's more Pedal of the Week slash Guitar Nerd show going up uh, every Friday from then on plus all the lists so much going on uh, you just need to get involved basically just subscribe in all of the relevant places and you won't miss a single thing plus, is Matty back next week? Matty's back next week who's oh, not oh, here oh, next oh, week um, then? Uh, I was going to ask if we could move the recording date we can do that oh, should... oh that's funny last week on the podcast you were moaning that we always change the recording date how bizarre we'll <laughs> talk about now, now. we'll now, take now, that now, now. Uh, take that offline we'll talk about that in our own time thanks for listening is that the sort of thing that we can do on like a private live stream just have a, <laughs> we'll just be like right if anybody wants to get involved in figuring out when we do a uh, basically what we need is to crowdsource a personal assistant basically <laughs> someone who can arrange all of us to uh, put us in the right place but there we go yeah huge busy week loads of stuff coming up um, there is yeah just make sure that we're also going to revamp the website by the way I've uh, I was thinking about this the other day we're going to be doing some stuff over there so make sure guitarnerds.net there's loads of stuff over there for you as well thanks very much we'll see you next week cheers gang bye bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hi I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.